Who's in your corner? I mean, really. Like, really, really, really in your corner. You know, those people who are going to be there for you regardless of what. They're going to pray with you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to lift you up. They're going to give you a spiritual insight. They're also going to help you in the natural. Maybe they're the ones that send you um, a new job posting. They'll help you with your family. All of these things. Who's in your corner? What we cannot do or become is a one-man island or a one-woman island. Part of what has happened with the pandemic for some of us, especially if you lived in states where the state really, really, really shut down, a lot of us became accustomed with being by ourselves. We're okay with being by ourselves, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just spending time with yourself and really enjoying your own company. And I think that's a good thing because I believe that all of us should love ourselves and love being by ourselves. But when we get to the point to where we cannot depend on anyone, where we cannot ask anyone of anything, or we cannot even ask for someone else's opinion about maybe a, do, um, a spiritual revelation that we may have or a question, everything is just within. It's an internal thing. We have to understand that God created us as individuals, but yes, as a body, we become one through Christ. So who is in your corner that is a believer? Who's in your corner that's gonna help you continue on this journey to walk in this path, this narrow gateway, this path, this righteous path that will glorify God? Not the people who's gonna let you continue in your mess or allow you, not allow you, because really no one can allow you to do anything. You are a whole thinking, breathing, independent adult, human being, even if you are a minor listening. But who is in your corner that's gonna say, hey, keep doing what God has called you to do. I know this is difficult. I know this is challenging. But keep doing it. And who's going to be there when you do it? They're going to celebrate and say, I knew that you got this. Because there's a greatness in you. Who is in your corner? Hello, and welcome back to episode 18 of Conquering Me. Thank you so much for being here. If you are just now joining in, this is your first time finding me or listening to this podcast. I am Jennifer Jefferson and I am this ho the host of this podcast. You know, here's the truth. I am doing this thing day by day, praying along the way, asking God to guide me and give me vision and what scriptures to speak about, what topics to speak about, everything along the way. So we, you will see me grow along this journey and I pray that you grow with me. Um, who knows, down the line, there may be other hosts, there may be other conversations with other people, people that God lays upon my heart that I connect with to where we talk about their journey of conquering life and through Christ Jesus, because the whole point of conquer me is for us to change our perspective, to know that we are conquerors and not copers. But all of this can be done through Christ Jesus as believers. That's what we are given. Because here's the thing, the moment Jesus got up with all power, that means we now have power once we have received him. Does not mean that we will not have challenges and that we will not be tested or tried in our faith and 
or what we will uh, desire or want. No, we will all have challenges. But those things cannot be, um, it's not impossible for us to overcome. It really isn't, but it takes a mind shift and it takes us really changing how we look at things and how we believe, right? The Bible says we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. We have to believe in something different and we have to be okay with our faith being challenged. Like God is going to test us. We're going to go through trials that will increase our faith. And so this is the point of conquering me. The, the battle is within the battle is within. Yes, there are a lot of exterior uh, things that are happening that will keep us from God and pulling us from many, many ways. But at the end of the day, a lot of what a lot of us struggle, including myself, is the internal battle. It's the mental. It's getting over doubt. It's getting over procrastination. It's getting over bad habits. It's getting over maybe childhood trauma, maybe um, a bad relationship, whatever it is. There is those things that are within that a lot of people don't even know about. But God does that we have to use the word of God and we have to stand on the word of God and allow the spirit of God to really, really penetrate our hearts and our minds so that we may be transformed by the renewing of our minds, right? That is through Christ Jesus. We need to have the mind of Christ, but God transform. And I want to encourage all of us and let us all know that the transformation is a lifetime journey. So for me, that's exciting. So I need to do away with this mindset that I will arrive. Child, I ain't arriving. You know when I will arrive? When I see Jesus. That's when I will arrive. So there's always something to learn. So for those who are coming in, I just wanted to say hello to you. I hope that you are doing well. And those who have been listening Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening and being here with me. Today, we're going to talk about who is in your corner. We cannot do this thing by ourselves. We can't. Like, I am the worst at not depending on people. I know that. I am the worst at it. I am terrible at not calling people in the time of need or just to say, hey, let's go hang out. I am terrible. And it's something to where I have to make a conscious decision and effort to get out of. So I'm getting in the habit of the moment somebody is on my heart or I think about them, just text them immediately, call them immediately, whatever it is. Like literally break the habits of being alone all the time. Yes, I have a loving husband who is always here and he is always with me. And I have, God has blessed us with three beautiful children. I have a great supportive family. But here's the truth. I don't even do my best at leaning dependent on them from my family and my husband. But I have to get out of that because who is in my corner, right? And I know that they are in my corner. I know that I can talk to my husband about a lot of different spiritual questions and say, hey, babe, what do you think about this? I was reading this and this is what I saw and this is what I'm thinking. What's your thoughts on it? And he is, my husband is very profound, very spiritual, and I'm blessed to have a man of God, a husband who is a man of God, who, who really seeks after God's heart. And he gives me so much knowledge and wisdom. And then we have these beautiful discussions that help me to grow spiritually. This is why for those who are single, it is so very, very important for you to pray for your spouse in advance before you get married. 
because being spiritually in tune with one another is important for your marriage because we all want to grow spiritually, not just naturally, but also spiritually. So it's a blessing. I can attest to that, that I've been married to someone for 16 years who has been faithful to God and faithful to me and has literally lived a life that I pray that God is pleased with, that has been he has been bearing good fruit for 16 years. So I know I have my husband in my corner. We can't do this thing by ourselves. We cannot think that I can build whatever God has called me to build by myself. I am going to come to a spiritual growth by myself. I'm going to change the world by myself, get my education by myself, whatever it is that God has placed on your heart. There is need for other people. And I wanted to go into um, specific scriptures. And the first one I want to go into, and this is going to be the uh, translation, the Passion Translation, Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, it says, and now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm boldly and without hesitation for he has dedicated a new life giving a way for us to approach God for just as the evil has that just as the veil excuse me was torn in two Jesus body was torn open to give us free fresh access to him and since we now have a magnificent high priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from God. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurities, and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. Now we are clean and unstained and presentable to God inside and out. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works of expression of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed in the habits of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage, urge each other onward as we anticipate the day of dawning. And that was Hebrews 10, um, 19 through 25. And in this, what I love and what I want us to focus on is to discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate towards acts of compassion, do beautiful works of expression and love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habits of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage, urge each other onward as we anticipate the day of dawning. This is not the time to pull away. This is not the time to not come together and meet one another. And I know a lot of times within the church, especially those of us who have been in the church for so long, we really narrow church, I mean, coming together, because really um, in the King James Version, it says, For, forsake not the assembly, right? And so people have taken that as the only way to come together is through church, is through some form of Bible study. So like every event has to be at church. 
For me personally, I don't believe that's the case. Now, I do believe that you need to have a church home. When I say a church home, that means some type of church fellowship or a pastor that you can connect with and you can grow with. And this can be your spiritual family. But if we can start looking at things on a different perspective, maybe the assembly or the group that you have is just two, three other people. And God has called you all to come together and to hold each other accountable, to make sure that, first of all, because it has to be a safe place. At the end of the day, I don't care what size church you go to, you're not going to be able to realistically connect properly with everyone. That's just the truth of it. Now, I'm talking about this is what I want us to focus on is our personal walk with Christ. Right. This is the point of conquering me is to focus on this personal walk with Christ. So who's in your corner are people who are going to help you with your personal walk with Christ and your personal walk with Christ has to overflow in all things. So that means from your health your fitness journey, your mental health journey, your emotional journey, uh, your financial journey, your family life, your work life, career, entrepreneur, whatever path God is calling you on. Maybe you're in a place of education. How is your corner helping you to see God and still act as a believer in all areas? Not just one. We cannot continue to separate who we are. We cannot continue to separate us saying you're a different person at work versus a different person at church. Unfortunately, we all have experienced people who are completely different at church, but their children and their spouses see somebody else. They don't see someone that everybody else in the church saw. Someone who knows the Bible and who wants to be very, very loud and spiritual or or very kind at church. But at home, they're completely different. Who's in your corner to hold you accountable to that? I know the spirit of pride is for real. We don't want people to see the true essence of us. We don't want people to see how vulnerable we are or how we're not really a trusting person. We don't want people to see that. But the people who are in your corner are those that God has designed to keep. First of all, they will create a safe place. They will create a space for you, for you to be vulnerable. They will create a space to where you can be 100% yourself, right? And then still know that you are loved in the midst of it. And here's the truth of it. Sometimes God has assigned people to us. And then even though they may not know off bat, like they may not know from the beginning how to treat you or how to really walk with you, you have to be vocal and say, hey, I need you to handle me with care. There's certain seasons that I know that I've been through in my life in the past where I have to tell my people in my corner, I know I'm in a very, very sensitive season. So I need you to be a little bit more careful with me. It does not mean that I will always stay there, but my focus during that time was my healing. So those that God has assigned to me, I knew that they needed to adjust, but I could not make them, I couldn't put them in the position of being God. Sometimes we're upset at people for not knowing stuff when we haven't told them what we wanted. That's the point of a relationship. It's this give and take on a consistent basis. So yes, the people that God has assigned to be in your corner, they will be spiritual. They will know the word of God. They will know what you need. And some people sometimes may not be Christians. They just may be someone that God has given them a certain gift. Remember, we have said so many times over and over and over. The Bible says his gifts are without repentance. 
So there may be people in your corner who have a gift that God is asking for you to learn from them. And you learn from them so that you may grow and glorify your father who is in heaven. This is the point. Your corner, you are supposed to benefit from your corner and your corner should benefit from you. There is an exchange that's happening. We have to do away with these relationships that we are bound to just because we are related to them or just because we've known them forever. And I understand that it's difficult to let people go. And I understand it's difficult to have change. But essentially, we have to get to the place where our focus is about God. My focus is about doing the will of the Lord. And there are seasons where relationships that you have had for a long time, that any of us have had for a long time, God says that is no longer benefiting you. Can you pivot? So who is your corner does change regarding the season. It does change regarding what God is requiring you for the time that you're living in. Certain things that we needed, certain, I can look at myself, certain things that I needed when I was in my teens, I did not need when I was in my 20s. Certain things and conversations and relationships that I needed when I was in my 20s is not so now that I'm in my 30s. And now that I'm knocking on 40, there are certain things that I know God will change and, and, uh, and really reveal to me that I need from people. And then I need to become more and more in tune with the spirit of God, knowing that God, am I in tune with you regarding my relationships? It doesn't matter what type of relationship. So who is in your corner has to be people. Let me say this. It has to be someone. You got to have at least two, at least one or two people that have the spirit of God. It would be nice if you have three or five. I'm just putting out numbers. I have no scriptural reference for this. (laughs) But I'm just saying, it would be good if you have some people who know, who, who proudly profess that they are saved, right? And that they know God for themselves and they have a relationship with God. And I'm not asking for people who act like they're perfect and stuff like that. No, that is not the case. I'm talking about people who just have the heart and the servants and they want to be God's servant. They're like, I just want to serve God. You need to have people like that in your corner who's going to help you to continue down the path of righteousness because you can't do this alone. You cannot do this alone. You cannot, let let me make this clear. Even Jesus Christ himself needed the disciples. Before Jesus had the disciples, he needed his mother and his father, Mary and Joseph. And he has siblings. Jesus Christ needed people even as he walked this earth. So when Jesus started his ministry, God blessed him with his disciples. You can't do this alone. So it's so, so important for the word of God to go forth and for whatever he's calling you to build. Start praying for your team. Start praying for your corner. Start praying for those that God has connected to be with you. There's so many ministries. I had a great conversation with a young lady on Sunday that God is having her to do dance. And, you know, she she said dance helped her in so many ways to remain on track as a youth. 
And it was amazing to hear her testimony and her story about how powerful dance is for her. And she's a hip hop dancer. So she said, I believe in hip hop. We got to do hip hop. We got to do African dance. You know, there's jazz, all of these things that she wants to incorporate and teach the young people. But and I as she was talking to me, the spirit of the Lord placed on my heart. I said, begin to pray for your team. I'm not saying to go start looking for them, but pray for them. Pray that God begins to plant the seed. Whoever's supposed to plant the seed in them, let it be so. Whoever's supposed to water that, let it be so. And then God will bring the increase. But begin to pray for them, that they have the heart of God, the mind of God, the vision of God, the, the strategy of God. All of these things, we have to pray for our corner, even if we don't feel like we have them now. Begin to pray for them. I need you to pray for yourself. I need you to pray for the spirit of discernment to come upon you, that the Lord begins to open your eyes for who is for him and who is not. Because there's going to be a lot of people who mask themselves as believers or someone who is in your corner or someone who is right there with you, but they're not really there for you. They're not. Because they're really there for themselves. They really are there for selfish reason and they can do more harm than good. So it is very, very important that as you are praying for those individuals, you're praying for yourself. You're asking God, God, let me know who they are when I see them, when I connect with them. And in your timing, everything is done perfectly because we want to move in the timing of God. There is a time and a season for everything under the sun. That's the word of God. So there is a timing when you will connect with someone and there's a season when you will do so and do work with them and have them in your life. But you have to be open to the spirit of God and what he is saying. And you have to be open to understanding which fruit is good and which fruit is not good. Matthew seven fifteen says, constantly be on guard against phony prophets. They come disguised as lambs, appearing to be genuine. But on the inside, they are like wild, ravenous wolves. You can spot them for by their actions, for the fruits of their character will be obvious. You won't find sweet grapes hanging on a thorn bush. You'll never pick good fruit from a tumbleweed. So if, it, if the tree is good, it will produce good fruit. But if the tree is bad, it will bear only rotten fruit and deserves to be cut down and burned. You'll never know them by the obvious fruit of their lives and ministry. Jesus warns off the pretenders, and this is in first, uh, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the king into heaven's kingdom. It is only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly father. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do many miracles in your name? But I will have to say to them. Go away from me, you lawless rebels. You've never been joined to me. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who has built his house on unshakable foundation. We have to understand that there's going to be good fruit and there's going to be bad fruit. People will produce, period. But it is our job to discern, God, is this good or bad? Is this what this person is, what this person is giving me or what they're saying to me? Does it match your word? Does this glorify you? Does this help me to get 
uh, the mission for whatever the mission is that God is requiring of you. Because what I love is in the end, um, I believe it's in verse 21. And the Lord says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into heaven's kingdom. It is only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly father. It is those who are, that's how you bear. That's how you know if someone is about God's business. Are they persistent in doing God's will? Regardless of how it feels, of how uncomfortable it is. So maybe they need to have an uncomfortable conversation with you. And they're just like, look, I got to talk to you about this. I got to say this to you. It's not easy for me to say, but it's the will of the Lord for them to say this. It's the will of the Lord to tell them, no, you need to sit down somewhere. Because not everything that is the will of God will feel good, but it is for our good. So as you are praying for your people and for those who are in your corner, we understand the importance it is for us to be together. For us to not forsake the assembly of us gathering together. Be in one accord. Because I love what the trans, the Passion Translation says. Find creative ways. Find creative ways to be compassionate. Find creative ways to do the will of the Lord. Right? God is calling us to do his will here on earth. And we, I need us to understand this. We get the benefit. We are benefited because we are doing his will. God gets the glory at the end of the day. That's what we want. But we gain so much along the way, not just from a spiritual standpoint, but also from a natural standpoint. Whenever something or someone is growing in God, there is a distinct difference. I can see it. I can see it. You should be able to see the growth in your life. Your corner helps you with that. Your corner is important. And I hope that you have received something on today of how important it is to have people in your corner that really are going to encourage you to live for God, to serve God, to continue to be persistent in the will of God. Now, regardless of the situation, regardless of what happens, regardless if it didn't come your way in the timing that you want, they're going to keep telling you it's okay. God's got you. And they may even challenge you in ways that may feel uncomfortable, but it still comes from God. Just because something feels uncomfortable does not mean that it is bad fruit. Here's the truth of it. Judas walked with God, but it was ordained for Judas to betray Jesus. It was ordained. Certain things don't feel comfortable, but it is ordained. Your corner is important for you to be pushed towards God. And we need to understand from that last passages of scriptures that I read, not everyone who is here on earth that is saying, I preach the word of God. I teach the word of God. I prophesy. I do all this. It's about God's business. They're not. And you can tell when someone is about selfish gains, you can tell. We all can tell. And if you're like, well, I really don't know. So let me help you out. Pray this simple prayer for yourself. Lord, Open my eyes and Lord, let me know your promises in your word so I, that, so I may be able to discern what is really for you, from you, and by you so that it will glorify you. We have to increase and ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes so that we may be able to see people, see if they're good 
or if they bear bad fruit. It's either or. It's either or. So I want, I hope that we have gained something on today. I pray that you have. I pray that it, because I'm, I'm going to tell you, this one right here helped me out because I was like, oh, Jennifer, you got to do better with your corner. So I have to go and pray for my corner. That I have to go and pray that God open my eyes to the corner so that I may be able to rightfully discern who is for you. I love you all. And I pray that you all have gained something. I pray that you all will have a great week. Let us pray and then we will close out. God, we thank you for this time together. Thank you for letting us know the importance of having people in our corner. It is so important for us to not be alone to the point to where even when you created Adam, you said it is not good that man will be alone, that he needed, that you needed to create Eve for him. Even Jesus himself, as he walked and spread the gospel, you gave him 12 disciples and that 12 grew to so many other people, to the faith and to now here in 2020, 2022, we have millions and millions of people who are believers. So we are not supposed to be alone. So God, I ask that you open our eyes to the areas in our life to where we are not allowing people in. We haven't allowed you in, number one, and we're definitely not allowing people in. Open our eyes and let us know that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be a part of a group and a part of a team. It's okay because we need to build something and spread your gospel and spread your name so that people may know that there is hope and that there is an absolute way for deliverance. And that is through Christ Jesus. Lord, we love you. We honor you and we adore you. And his last call is for those who want to know Christ. God, help us to be okay with leaning on you. Those who do not know you and the pardon of their sins. If you are not saved, I ask that you just repeat after me. And if you want to know Christ, God, come into my life. I want to know you as my personal savior. I don't want to do this thing alone. But first, I need to have you in my life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the true living son of God. I believe that you died and rose for me. If you have said that and you believe that in your heart and you confess that with your mouth, that your Lord Jesus Christ has died and risen from the grave and has forgiven you of your sins and you have confessed that, Lord, forgive me. You're saved. Heaven is rejoicing and we are rejoicing with you. You are not alone. We are not alone. Who is in your corner? We love you. I love you. I hope that you all feel the love of God through this podcast. And I hope that you extend the love of God through this podcast. And I will speak to you next Friday.